0: The legend, Derek Henry, strikes again. He brings you to the promised land just when you think he can't do it. Not against the best defense in the league. Not against the Buffalo Bills. They they just don't have the weapons. Look, all you need when you go to a stadium full of men is a bear. Okay, and that's what Derrick Henry is. He is a a large beast of a person, and that's that's all you need to win games. I mean, Travis, he went for 20 143 and three touchdowns. Three of them. Unstoppable. I don't at this point just sit back and relax, watch the show because any every given week. Yeah. I'm not going to say any given week, it'll literally be every given week he's going to go off if if this defense can't stop him there's not a defense that that specifically can i'm starting to
1: think even as a top five consensus pick somehow still slept on i don't know how myself included i'm like yeah this is probably the time 27 28 where we start to see a little bit of regression the passing work is not always there it does not matter what the reason is that right. you can possibly come up with. Derrick Henry doesn't care about it. He's getting in the end zone. He's
0: giving you 100 plus. He is the MVP of fantasy right now. Stop him. Stop him. Like It just—it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make physical sense because you're like, they can't run it 20 times a game with him. They can't, they can't just keep giving him carries when they're trailing. Well, here's the thing. In this game, you had A.J. Brown, Julio Jones playing for most of it. And that's what makes it so tough because you have to respect the pass. Even when they only, you know, they throw it, you know, sub 30 times, which in, in today's NFL is, you know, barely throwing it. But yep. Ryan Tannehill was the winning quarterback and he didn't throw a single touchdown and threw for 216 yards. But when you have Derrick Henry, you just ask the defense to stop it. And when they can't, yeah. you win. It's that simple. Yeah, that's a good point. You
1: you don't need Tanhill to do that much and when Derrick Henry is delivering like he is, you don't need the receivers to do that much either. So, yeah. It was nice to see AJ Brown seven catches for 91 in the second half. That just goes to show you that the second half of the year should be much better for AJ Brown. Yeah, especially It, it feels like a bust. Yeah. So far as a second probably second third round pick, early third. Right he will come back to that value by A.J. Brown. He looked good. And there were a few of them that they got him yeah, at the ankle right at the last second. He could have taken any of those to the house like he did all last year.
0: This is a haymaker offense for sure. I mean, they're just the beasts that they have on this offense. That's what They are they're just large people. They're yep. very thick, sturdy people. And, you know, not, not to not give credit to the Bills, the Bills cra- played pretty well just the weaknesses that are present on this team you don't have a rushing attack really so you not you don't really have to play them honestly you know you've got Josh Allen who is a third running back essentially Devin Singletary and Zach Moss didn't really do much in this game the receivers of course you had three receivers almost in 90 yards two of them had a touchdown so that's a nice game for for those guys this was a game that it was more or less just who had the ball last. The defense for the Titans stepped up when they had to, and that was kind of the story of the game. Uh, came down to a stuffed, you know, QB sneak to, to get them into uh, you know first and goal to to salt the game away. So nice on the Titans. This was a well deserved win, and I they just kind of used their formula as they do with every single team. Derrick Henry smash him in the face until he can't take it anymore. Yep. Way to go, Titans. Yep. The only two points I have on the Bills side are this is the Stefan
1: Diggs that we had been hoping for and waiting for. He didn't go absolutely berserk, but the the nine catches for 89 yards and a score is what we expect out of him weekly. So that was good to see him back to his old self. And lastly, the rushing for Buffalo is going to be inconsistent. I think. What you have gotten out of Zach Moss so far, and even Singletary to a certain extent, but particularly Moss, I think he is going to be mentioned later in the show as a potential sell candidate for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Like you said, though, there, there. Well, heck, what we're getting into now, there were some other games played, even though this was a heck of a game. There were some doozies that we need to get to. A lot of them, we're going to get through them as quickly as possible because these things tend to drag, drag on rapid fire tonight. Yeah, we're going to hit some important points. You don't care about our thoughts. You care about the results. So here we go. Let's start off. Let's start off with the Cardinals and the Browns. The Cardinals kept rolling, still undefeated. And I like how, in our show sheet, you just kind of chalked it up to their winning next week against Houston. They're 7-0. They're, we'll just call this pre-7-0. and They took over a tough Cleveland team. Cleveland, the victim of some unfortunate luck in this game. Baker Mayfield beat up. It looked like he sprained that AC joint again on that left shoulder. He had just nasty roll-up. He was tough, played through it, but my goodness, looked rough. And then you've got Kareem Hunt with a nasty, nasty calf strain. They came out and said it wasn't the Achilles. Fingers crossed, because look, we'll mention it in the waiver wires. There's running backs here to pick up if you didn't already pick them up with the Chubb absence. So Cardinals, keep rolling. Got some important weapons there. D Hop looked good with a couple touchdowns. AJ Green siding as well. Cardinals are going to continue to roll. And Browns, there are a lot of question marks now that they're going to have to answer.
1: Yeah, for sure. If you're a Kyler Murray owner, and you have got a 2-4 and four record in your home league. Houston could not come at a better time. That so feels
0: pointed. That feels pointed at me. Get
1: excited for your 40-piece next week. You start to turn your season around. Um, next, Cowboys and Patriots. This was a heck of a game. A lot of screaming in the living room mm-hmm. uh, here in Dallas. C.D. Lamb goes off, finally... Zeke, again, over 100 yards. He is very consistent right now, looking like the top five option you drafted him to be. Once again, uh, beats out the well-known featured lead back, Tony Pollard, somehow. Sorry, Dustin. Future RB1, overall. Cowboy, cowboys avoid the upset. Damian Harris gives you 15 points again, and Jacoby Myers gets his touchdown called back. You got to feel for the guy. He. Finally gets his first career touchdown, and I heard this stat on TV during the game: thirteen hundred plus yards, no touchdown in his career, ever. which is insane. <laughs> oh. And I thought he finally got it. I actually had him fired up in a few leagues. It was sad to see the touchdown come off the board, but brighter days are still ahead. Jacoby Myers is not going anywhere in that offense. I really like his uh his involvement. His target share is huge. Yeah,
0: for sure. I feel for the guy. Uh, I think I'm going to make a bold prediction and think that he gets a touchdown this year. Uh, it's, it's coming <laughs> this, year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Uh, this year in this season. Uh, yeah. Uh, just the boldest it takes here. Uh, the Raiders and Broncos AFC West matchup. They also played Derek Carr. Looked good in this game. Josh Jacobs gives you a touchdown. So he didn't kill you. Honestly, you know, I brought it up on our, our preview show for this week. I wasn't sure what the offense was going to look like. Post Gruden. It looked like more of the same. You know, um, Passaccia didn't really change much of the offense, still fed uh, Jacobs, only gave him a couple targets, so it doesn't look like we're going to see that much of a renaissance of the workload for Josh Jacobs. Um, Darren Waller, a couple weeks in a row, kind of quiet. Looks like the offense can still operate without him being the focal point. He still saw eight targets, so, I mean, you're you're happy with the potential work. Um, I don't know if he's kind of starting maybe to approach that by low. You know, I'm sure you spent a second round third the latest early third round pick on him. So he's one of those guys you need to produce. Um, like I guess it kind of disappointed Henry Ruggs. on the other hand, didn't he's another guy that he's entering that kind of Hollywood Brown type of role where he gives you that home run play most of the time now, and they're giving him volume. So he's a respectable wide receiver three most weeks. And on an offense where Derek Carr continues to sling it, looking like a competent quarterback, I'm willing to throw these receiving options, a.k.a. Waller and Ruggs, do not talk to me about Brian Edwards into my lineup. Especially with the bye weeks that are about to hit
1: everybody. Yeah. Uh, Ruggs is going to be a valuable play as a plug-and-play filler. And I agree with you, Darren Waller, if you can buy low, like, why not try? You might as well try now. Two in a row, The the negative press about the Raiders... The unsureness of yeah what is going to happen there. Uh, see what's going on with the Waller owner. They could be at two and four or one and five because they didn't get out of their second round pick what they needed. So
0: shoot your shot. There's a guy I'm going to bring up later in the show that that'll kind of make some sense. Um, Broncos. Um, there's zero separation in this backfield. You can't distinguish one starter from the other. Both of them around 50 yards, both of them a couple receptions. I mean, at this point, if you traded Javante Williams for Michael Thomas, you are feeling pretty good about your investment um, so far. <laughs> you are also 2-4, um, like I am the also Javante owner. I didn't say I'm feeling good about the season, the trade. the trade. <laughs> yeah, the is trade like, it is working out right now. I you didn't, got, get, I right didn't sell that. the farm yet. Yeah. There's still a whole lot of season left. But um, I... Yeah, they're still splitting it. You know, it. I don't know what to make of it until something happens here, until they actually give the keys over to Javante. There's going to be a split. Um, he's a flex play at the best, and you just kind of hope for the touchdown. Cortland Sutton, on the other hand, two big weeks now. That makes three huge weeks on the season. Um, he's still seeing that massive volume ahead of Jerry Judy's return. Hopefully in week eight is what I'm hearing, and by hearing, I mean reading on Twitter. And... Yeah. Um <laughs> hashtag no sources. You're having Siri read it out loud. That's too. right. Um I, I I mean, really all the receiving options for for Denver were pretty solid in this game. Tim Patrick, I mean, saw some volume had a touchdown, Noah Fant, saw a touchdown and eleven targets. It's just nice game overall for a Broncos team that ultimately ended up losing. But for fantasy, very relevant in the receiving games. Um Teddy B, you know. With his God-given gloves, you love to see it for the Denver Broncos. Continues to uh,
1: provide enough value for receivers like he always does.
0: I just want to lead into this next matchup by saying this is going to hurt me to talk about. Like, I know what's coming. My dear, 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 dear Tyler Lockett. Tyler Uh, Lockett, (sighs) you suck.
1: Hey, You suck at fantasy football. You are unreliable. You are great talent in real life I like watching you play in real life it is miserable owning you in fantasy football for 75 percent of games there are you cannot deny the facts we will have a much more extended Tyler Lockett rant probably on the next show as I gather my entire argument all the facts there's no stress uh, level in my life about arguing against Tyler Lockett because it's all he does all of that for me. The numbers are real anyway. The Seahawks lose you and I are happy because we do not like Seattle. No, we don't <laughs> I don't feel bad for them not having Russ whatsoever too bad yeah, sucks to suck but Lockett and Metcalf are really gonna be limited even more so than they normally are um. Carson and Alex Collins could both be out. I think we saw Collins with a little bit more positive press today, thinking he just got banged up a little bit, took some hard hits, but he should be fine. Chris Carson, it's getting a little shady. They're get they're pretty quiet about it. Uh anytime you're dealing with the neck area, it can get a little bit questionable. So yeah. I think they're gonna they clearly take the caution side here and Carson may not see the field for a while. I, I saw a couple uh, worried people on Twitter, respected people saying it could be a season-long career jeopardizing deal Ooh. going on right now. Yeah. They're pretty worried about it in Seattle.
0: They're worried about arthritis at this point. Yeah, it's 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 serious. So keep an eye on it. Maybe
1: DJ Dallas has a flyer. Um, if there does... If a turn for the worst comes out about Collins playing this week, I think DJ Dallas has some value in deep leagues with all the buys going on. Um, enough of Look, Seattle for me. I think it's a matter
0: of time. I think it's a matter of time before Tony Pollard takes over that backfield, too. Because any <laughs> Dallas backfield, he is. He oh, I see what you did naturally. there. I see what you did.
1: Yeah. slip that That's enough Seahawks. They take the L. We celebrate on this show. Steelers get the win because the Seahawks lose. Even with Big Ben being so, so bad. Deontay Johnson, 13 targets. He's absolutely force-fed the ball in pretty much every week. That was a fluke last week with two targets. Uh, This is the Deontay that we know. I don't know what's going on with Claypool. I I don't know if he's fully healthy and they're just trying to be quiet. Not fully healthy and they're trying to be quiet about it. But it seems a lot easier for Ben, rapport-wise, to know where... Deontay Johnson is going to be, and Deontay's ability to get open and separate is much better than Claypool's. He's a different type of player. It's it's almost more Antonio Brown like, and the his sure. ability to turn thirteen targets into nine or ten catches for ninety in a score. I mean, he there were two or three touchdowns that he should have had in this game that hit both hands. It was just good defense. But Deontay's wow. If you can buy Deontay Johnson, do it. It's going to be a good awesome. rest of the year. And then finally, Najee is matchup proof. There's there's just no denying that. Um, On the ground, through the air, he's going to get it done for you week in and week out, regardless
0: of who he's playing. The volume is nice. Though, yeah, for sure. It's exactly what you wanted when they drafted Najee. Yep. No secrets there. That's it. Yeah. Steelers get that the win. A, that, yeah. Solid, man. Solid. Another game. I honestly, you know what? This next game was shockingly fun to watch. Uh, the dolphins and the Jags played in London. And I, I'm sorry that this was the game that, that y'all got initially, but, Oh, you know, even in London, it was a good know, football game. Even in London, it was a good football game. You know, starting with the dolphins, though, Tua actually looked pretty decent considering he had two wide receivers and eight tight ends playing. So <laughs> it did the, the feel like he was that. just tossing. It was like, oh, here's a like Gasicki. Excuse me, Gasicki went over a hundred yards. I mean, Jalen Waddle had a couple touchdowns. Tua looked accurate um for most of the game. You know, there were a few spots where he made some boneheaded throws. Um, His form is just know, gross. Should have got out of bounds. It it, it's it looks inconsistent. Horrible. Is, for sure. I don't know if it's because he's throwing it with his left hand. Maybe, he, maybe that's it the problem. Be. He just needs to yeah, switch it hands.
1: Hand. Um, or it
0: could be the wrong hand. Or it could be the fact that he has absolutely zero running back help. The, I, I'm not even going to bother going over the, the stat lines for the running back. Just know that it's really bad. And I'm sorry if you went chasing points with Miles. Gaskin. I did in one league. We told you not yep. to. Oh, oh, goodness. I mean, wow. Okay, you must have a really... Really good team, um. Because the only playable options on this team were really waddling Gasicki, um. Gasicki, goodness, I haven't checked the ranks, but would not have shocked me to see him be the tight end one on the week. Uh, you know, 115 yards is no joke. The Jaguars, though, James Robinson is really, really, really good at football, and he crushed my soul a little bit early in the morning. I had a nice morning. You know, kind of had some coffee, had some breakfast, had, you know, like I said, crushed soul. Goes really well on top of a breakfast taco. I love watching him run the ball. I texted you
1: during the game. I said, this dude is really good. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's
0: really good. He was my my pick of the week and probably paid off there. Marvin Jones looks like he's being, uh, he's the main beneficiary of a more comfortable Trevor Lawrence. Um, Lisk Shamnault also saw 10 targets in this game, so he's gaining some consistency, gaining some solid footing in this offense. You're gonna see this as the season goes on. This offense is going to stop being so putrid, and Trevor Lawrence is going to show that he's learning some things. Um, Dan Arnold still gonna be a valuable piece, so he didn't show off in this game, but don't forget about him, especially in deep, deeper leagues, um, PPR formats. He's going to be a nice. A nice stash as well. So this game fun to watch. Um, Jags finally get their first win, even though disappointing result for the Dolphins. Still some hope there. Hopefully, Dude, oh goodness, just just stick with Waddle and sick I'm not even gonna bring up Preston Williams or Parker. Waddle looked Ugh, really good. Me. He did. He he really did. A lot of those, you know, he had like 11, 10 targets or something like that, and only 70 yards. So yeah, but it was it was, 90% it was over ninety percent snaps. It was over 94 percent of the snaps he ran around. They had no one else. They had no one else. Will Fuller was out. Devontae yeah. Parker is, you know, himself. And Preston it's nice Williams to see him just... show
1: out though. It, it it's really bad when they have nobody else and you still stink. Yeah,
0: so if crazy. they have nobody else,
1: yeah, eighteen is is a big week. Yeah, it makes it makes it feel good. Um, Mike sicky Tied in two on the week behind. Only Noah Ooh. Fant, so that's a good call on because it can uh, be way up there. He's a
0: name I'll bring up later. Nice. What about this Chargers-Ravens game? Chargers and Ravens. Man, we had
1: this one on one of the heavy hitter matchups of the week, and it was not.
2: That was one of the ideas, but it wasn't a very good one, was it?
1: Baltimore handled the Chargers from the tip. Um What was that? LA Chargers, I don't know what happened to you from one week to the next, but 221 total yards of offense. Everybody from the Chargers killed you. Keenan, Mike Williams, Eckler. They had, I think, 26 yards on the ground as a team, which is atrocious, obviously. The Ravens, on the other hand, it felt like anybody they handed the ball to had a good time. Whether it was Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, who got banged up, Devontae Freeman, it didn't matter. The Ravens ran all over him. Mark Andrews, the only pass catcher to get it done for Baltimore this week, though. Uh, Another 50 and a score. What do you think, real quick, uh, with Latavius banged up and their bye week coming next week, I don't see him playing this week. Are you thinking about in deeper leagues with all the buys and injuries going on at running back. If you had to pick one or two, we don't have to get too deep into it, but pick between, uh, devonte Freeman, Le'Veon Bell.
0: Uh, I picked Tyson Williams.
1: Really? Um, yeah, I, I think he'll play. Um, I, I, so because that's your answer, would you avoid the whole situation?
0: Yes, because okay. the running back. One is Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's really why they won so, you know, so handedly is yeah. LA sucks it, it, but there's
1: nobody like, like this week I played Latavius mm-hmm. even over Damian Harris because Harris is supposed to be banged up. Um, mm-hmm. and Latavius had, you know, what on paper looked like a pretty good matchup. He got double digit points. Um, sure. you don't go into this upcoming week saying at least this guy will get about 10 points from their backfield.
0: Not in this backfield. To okay. Be with you. I mean, if I had to take a swing on someone, if I had to right now, just with the information I have, it might be Devonta Freeman. I think so too. But, that that I would go the Freeman way just because he's been there a couple okay. weeks longer. <laughs> I this is me hoping that if Latavius is out, that Tyson gets another chance. Okay. I, I,
1: Let's dive into that a little bit more as the week goes on. Uh, yeah, kind of a little we'll, bit read into the coach speak and practice reports and see for who sure. they think is going to take the
0: lead role there. Yeah, for sure. Um another running back situation though that is not unclear. Um it's just a far around way of saying that Dalvin Cook is still really good at football. The Vikings in the Thank Panthers God. played. Yeah. Whew. Take a deep breath. Dalvin can still de- destroy worlds going for like 140 yards. It was beautiful. You know what else wasn't beautiful though? The one week I pick Adam Thielen not to have a good game. <laughs> he goes off and absolutely smashes. Yep. Just absolutely obliterates. And Jefferson had a nice game as well. The Vikings offense, just all of the options right now. KJ Osborne had a solid game, had a touchdown. You know, it, like I said, Dalvin Cook, really nice. All Those three main receiving options and uh, Dalvin Cook. just. Kirk Cousins continues to be a solid, solid quarterback. And when given time to throw, this offense just, I, I don't know who you guard. And say we have to take this away because they have other options, especially when they get in the red zone. Good luck. Good I, when luck. When it's working, it's I really action. like
1: watching them play. Like it's just pretty football.
0: Yeah. And what isn't pretty though are the Panthers. This what happened they started so off quick. So well, th- you know what? I couldn't de- decide if it was the same old Sam or the same darn old Sam or the same darn old. <laughs> you know, I just keep going back and forth on whatever I want the nickname to be, but. You get, he gave you a 17 for 41, a touchdown interception. This just looks like a quarterback that misses his security blanket. He doesn't have Christian McCaffrey. He hasn't for a little bit, but the last couple of games, he's just started to deteriorate. This inaccurate throws. Can't hit Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore is looking more and more like a touchdown-dependent wide receiver. That if he does not give you that score, like much like last year, you you're really frustrated with the production. He had targets, you know. He he was involved yeah. in the offense, but I'm really kind of worried. Like this, we initially thought that Sam Darnold was going to be a streamable option, and now he's looking like a guy that until Christian McCaffrey comes back, I'm not going to be interested in this offense. They they I need to show me week i need them to show me that they can get back on track because i'm starting to back off it dj Moore might be approaching that you need to sell high while you can because i don't think sam darnold is going i think they've kind of figured out his role and his limitations in this offense okay um as a dj Moore
1: owner i don't think i'm ready to do that just yet because of the 13 targets He's so important yeah. to this offense, and it's hard to find guys that are getting 13 targets. So, yeah, it didn't happen, but there are, uh, again, there were just like Deontay. There were a few plays that most weeks are a touchdown. Shoestring tackle, tackled inside the five, uh, just a little high in the end zone. Like, there was just a couple things that were close, which that may be what you get with Darnold. You're just always going to be let down when you need it. But yeah. I think D.J. Moore, when Christian McCaffrey was there, was he had a lot more freedom. The defense didn't get to just plan for D.J. Moore. It was a plan for Christian McCaffrey, and then we'll beat you with D.J. Moore, too. Right. So you sell high, and then McCaffrey comes back, and then you get the start of the season, D.J. Moore, and you're kicking yourself. So it's kind of tough to, to sell, but you might as well see what you can get, see if you like that better. But I wouldn't rush to sell him. Okay, um, fair enough. Rams beat the heck out of the Giants, which is actually who d j. Moore and the Panthers get, so maybe they get back on track against the Giants. Cooper cup currently the number one wide receiver in fantasy at this point in the year. that doesn't shock anybody before the year that would um but he's awesome. Robert Woods also scores nice to see them doing it in the same week. um, the disrespect that we have or had for Daryl Henderson. It actually was like, this guy's not that good. He's a perennial backup. And then when Cam Akers got hurt, we thought, oh, he's a third round pick. And then they signed Sonny and they showed that they weren't quite as confident. So we thought in Henderson and that was wrong. He is he's been an RB one every week. He looks explosive. He I was wrong. I was wrong on Henderson. Yep. We yeah, should have we should have had a little bit more a few more shares of, of Henderson for
0: sure. In fairness though, we hadn't really seen it from him. But yeah. Again, uh, we're not I, I still wasn't sure if he could take the workload. A lot still has to be seen, but looks like right now he can be that guy. I, I was wrong on him. Stafford
1: was on his game. Man, I cannot wait. I don't know what week it is. We can look this, this up. But when the Rams play the Cardinals again it is going to be on like donkey Kong because the Rams are sharp. The Cardinals are probably going to be still red hot. And that division is going to be decided in that week. So, and maybe the MVP race yeah. too, if, if both of these guys keep it up on the other side, the giants, Tony got hurt. Add him to the list of receivers that cannot stay on the Ooh. field for the giants.
0: It's such a shame. Cause he looks so good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I mean, so, so good. Slayton's talented, Tony's talented, Shepard, galladay They have talent. Yeah. None of these guys can stay healthy. It's insane. And I then you know. got Barkley out too. Yeah. Evan Ingram always hurt. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, You could probably yeah. play Devin Booker with all the, the running back injuries and bye weeks. If he were to get the touchdown that Penny got, you would have had a 14, 15 point day. So that was just a tough break on the touchdown. I still like Booker. He's a fifteen touch guy in that offense with Barkley not there, so he's a good handcuff, yeah. a good starter right now when you need him.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean Rams stay hot. It, the volume's gonna be there. Rams are great. So uh just for your the information though, the Rams and the Cardinals play in week fourteen. Ooh, it'll so. be a while. Got a little bit of time to wait for that, but that'll be fun
1: nonetheless. Does Uh, Cooper Cup, will Cooper Cup be the number one fantasy receiver in week 14? Eight more weeks of this? Hmm, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he will be. Ooh, I Um, love it. I think he will be.
1: Devontae Adams doesn't Um, have anything to say about that. huh?
0: I mean, he he might. Devontae Adams can go (laughs) off any time. I just think now Cooper Cup has a quarterback to feed him, and he's that good. I think we're all seeing what I've known for a a few years now. That Matt Stafford is elite talent yeah i think it's more about cooper cup and sean mcveigh but all right yeah, stafford uh yeah stafford needs to beat the cardinals uh, i'll leave it at that he does the colts played football and the texans were also there this was not a pretty game look it's just a, it's the colts doing what they needed to do to win they honestly they were just playing not to they didn't have to play hard not to lose but they did enough to win the game. Um, Pittman was a dud this week after a nice showing last week. Um, TY returns and goes four for four for 80 yards. They didn't need Pittman in this game. This wasn't a oh, man, we've got to feed our wide receivers to stay in it. The Texans look terrible. Um, Cooks was the only weapon they had there, and even then he didn't score. A rookie quarterback is the only thing keeping that, that, that team going right now in the hope of Tyrod Taylor. Hopefully returning soon. He's being listed as day to day with that hamstring, so maybe we'll see. Um, that we we kind of knew what the Texans were coming in the, to this year, but uh, sticking with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor lit it up, going for 140 plus yards. Just start of the week hits, dominating performance. Mo Ali Cox continues the trend of tight ends being able to score on this Texans team. So I mean, no big deal. Kinda called that one. Nice you know, big pick, uh, Mo Alley. Brush it off the shoulder there. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's not hard. It's picking the tight end against the worst he, tight he's end. He's a defense.
1: young, really athletic guy. Like I he he's is, also like six eight. Yeah, he's a, a very impactful player. And Yeah. I think Jack Doyle's impact as a startable tight end are over yeah. mo alley has taken that probably. job
0: probably for sure it's about time i've yeah. been waiting for him uh there's not much more left to say i mean paris campbell had a nice long touchdown you probably weren't starting him unless you're in a deep lead adios paris good like season that. bud
1: unfortunate way to
0: go man I, he's not injured yet but yeah, yeah he is I, this was a, Is he injured yeah it's season ending Nuh-uh. Yes. <laughs> what paris campbell's done
1: this i know one of your guys
0: oh no yeah oh how did i miss that what happened i gotta look this up yeah oh no they're fearful Ah. that it's
1: very serious they they said out for Ah. an indefinite
0: uh future but oh well that ends this game recap go ahead and Oh man. RIP right, Paris. Ahead, but recap, so what do you what does that do for you? Game. What
1: does that do for you with TY Hilton? Is he does he move back into somewhat of a relevance?
0: Yeah, not really. I mean, he's going to be used. Don't just when wrong. he's playing Houston. I, sure. He always <laughs> obliterates Houston. Yeah. But this is a I don't know. I, he he's he's old. You know, he's already questionable. Maybe Zach
1: Pascal. I, I mean, you don't really want. It. You can't really rely play, on anybody. Play
0: T. Y. Hilton if you have to. I mean, he can be a nice desperation flex fill in. Yeah. but I'm not relying on T. Y. Hilton at this point. Okay. Um. Next game: Chiefs versus Washington.
1: Chiefs were sloppy. We were texting during this game, and I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, uh, you said Kyler Murray would never make a play like that, or something like that. <laughs> uh, Kyler's Mahomes cheaper. just kind of chunked it up. Ended up figuring it out like we had expected them to do. Throw up 31 on the board. Darrell Williams solid with Clyde out. Two touchdown day. That was a nice waiver pickup if you were able to get your hands on him. The other side, though, is where the worry starts to come in for me with Antonio Gibson. I do not see this injury going away. And I made the mistake of trading for Gibson and I moved out Michael Thomas um, hmm. on Friday morning. And I was excited because I had Christian McCaffrey. And I had just moved him to IR, taking Michael Thomas off of IR and replacing McCaffrey with Gibson. I thought that was a great move at the time. I think JD McKissick is going to be incredibly valuable for the rest of the season, especially like in, in PPR. PPR. But just as a flex play, even in standard leagues, I think he's going to give you a floor of 75 yards a week if Antonio Gibson starts to miss some time or is very limited. I don't know the extent of the injury, but he had his MRI today. We'll know more as the week goes on. They seem pretty worried about it. He got up really slow. I thought he was probably not going to come back in, and then he did in kind of a decoy role. And then finally... One guy that we both really like, we want to root for every week and hope he does well is Terry McLaurin. He's a fun guy to have on your team a lot of weeks, but I think it's going to be a bumpy ride all year with the quarterback play. I don't know when is Fitz supposed to come
0: back? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, I, he was on the IR and they were saying it's going to be about eight weeks when he had the injury. Okay. I, at this point, don't know that he will take over that starting job, though.
1: So that could be it. It could be Heineke moving forward,
0: at least for this season. It's it's hard to it, it's hard to take him out unless he like conti- like has some really bomb games. It's hard to take out Heineke, who has played pretty well. Um, so then, so what we've seen in six weeks,
1: do you agree? It's going to be pretty bumpy for Terry. He's going to hit. He's going to miss. He's going to hit. He's going to miss.
0: Yeah, it's it, he's not going to reach that you know locked and loaded wide receiver one ceiling um, every week. Yeah. He just doesn't have the quarterback play, but yeah, um, it is going to be bumpy. I I mean, you still start him though. Don't don't hear what I'm not saying. You're still starting Terry McLaurin. Is he a sell for you though? After he
1: gets one, if he has a twenty point week, are you looking to see what you can get?
0: Um, depends on what you're getting back. I mean, if you're upgrading, if you can get a you know a Devontae Cooper uh, for Amari Cooper, no, I mean. I see, really? I see their upside. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're upside Brown. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might do that. I might do AJ Brown for Terry McLaurin. Uh, I see that as a lateral move though, because Terry McLaurin okay. really, yeah, it's kind
1: of the only option there. All right. Uh, this next one is going to be really fun for you. You're wearing the bears hat. The bears had a huge home game and one of their favorite guys to play against in the history of their franchise came to town.
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll break down kind of the important points here. I mean, so first of all, Justin Fields looked like he's improving. There is hope for the Chicago Bears team. I hate I hate Aaron Rodgers. The offense for the Bears though just can't sustain enough consistently. Like the Allen Robinson looks lost. Darnell Mooney's kind of the only if you want to call it a bright spot. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Khalil Herbert looks good. Um, as, as a kind of a fill in running back third string, you know, he got, he got the volume, he got 97 yards. He looked like a a good running back. And quite frankly, I hate Aaron Rodgers. and the, you know, tight ends aren't really popping off for the bears. (laughs) That's Justin Fields though. I, there is hope. Like I said, um, this is going to be kind of a slow moving improvement process for the bears still stay away from the offense until David Montgomery comes back. Uh, you kind of saw that Khalil Herbert's going to get volume enough to be relevant or whoever the starting running back's going to be um but the mm-hmm. receiving options I hate Aaron Rodgers so you really can't start any of them <laughs> just stay away from that offense uh that's honestly the, the the entire breakdown um so that's that's really that's really what I got there that's all you need uh the did you see the video of Aaron Rodgers after his touchdown run No, Travis, I didn't. I wasn't watching the entire game, and I didn't see that happen. (laughs) I still own you. I still own you. That's just terrible humiliation
1: at its finest. What was he? Twenty? Now he's twenty-two and five. Or Chicago? Not bad. Damian Harris. I mean, uh, Damian Williams returns this week, hopefully off the COVID list. Mm -hmm. Um. It's not necessarily great for he or Herbert. Probably going to be disgusting that that he comes back. Yeah, I think a lot of people were excited about Damian Harris, and then of course he goes on the COVID list. Herbert balls out. Yeah, and now they're going to be splitting. It's going to be pretty tough. So ugly. Last one of the weekend was Bengals and Lions. We somehow kept Jamar Chase under ten points in a standard league, which helped me to get a narrow victory. Thank you. Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon was my bounce back of the week at the running back position, and he looked every bit of that. I think Joe Mixon has top 10, probably top 10 floor at this point with all the injuries going on with Gibson and McCaffrey. I think top 12 becomes top 10, so I really like what what we saw from Mixon.
0: I really do. Mixon, uh... I wanna I wanna say yes, he's a locked in. Um so yeah, I I think I think Lions, um and especially the the Bengals here, the 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 receiving game is really the story for the Bengals. Um so I don't I don't think that um I don't think there's really anything to worry about in terms of the receiving volume. T Higgins isn't gonna turn into the guy we thought he is. Looks like Jamar Chase is the guy that we thought. Um, so that's, that's really kind of the story there. CJ Uzama continues to, to be relevant in, you know, some facet of this offense, but in terms of Joe Mixon the top 10 floor, I mean, each week is, I don't know, man, I've been
1: five for 59 and it's scored through the air alone. I've been that's burnt nice. by him before.
0: It's the lions though. They're the worst team against the running back. Like you can't, you're not going to, you're not going to face the Lions every week. Everybody torches them. So, nice game, way to go with Mixon. I don't, I don't know who the Bengals have next week, but I, I guarantee you it's not the Lions. Baltimore and the Jets are the next two. Okay, so Baltimore's going to... Baltimore just held Eckler in check. Yeah, so. it, it could be a tough game for the Bengals, and then you get the Jets. So, one tough week. It could be an interesting buy low. Just kidding. After this game, there's no such thing as a buy low for Mixon. <laughs>
1: um, that was last week's buy low, and I actually did it in our
0: home league. Yeah, a way to pull it off. Traded for James Connor. Like it was. Uh, why? Who was it? James Connor and what? Probably something irrelevant. Like <laughs> I don't even. I don't even remember. It was. It was something ridiculous. But James Connor and probably a wide receiver or something like that. Um. Was it Jacoby it Myers, was. James Conner, and uh, James Conner and Cortland Sutton, who had a nice day? Oh, you did trade Cortland Sutton. Okay, yeah, good for you. Good for you. Got out early. Um, the, on the what side about the line, Lions though? side? Um, Your boy Swift got in there. Yeah, uh, Swift finally scored a touchdown. He was worrying me this entire game. That offense just looks rough, man. I mean, the the Bengals had no problem blowing out the Lions. Just the, I don't know, man. The Lions are going to be so up and down, mostly down. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. As soon as the fourth quarter came, I was just hoping for, for garbage time. So that's, that's all I was hoping for. And that's really what you're hoping to get because even Amon Ross and Brown had a quiet game. How did you
1: feel about Detroit as a team, as an offense coming into the season?
0: I felt bad. I felt bad. I had hope. I had hope, but.
1: I'm pretty sure that that my words started with an H. <laughs> and it was pure hatred it for the Lions offense across the board.
0: Yeah. It's it's going to be rough for them. Jared Goff's terrible. He, yeah, he is. Th- th- granted, there's no wider receivers to throw to, so I I can't put all of the blame on him, but yeah, he's he looks pretty bad sometimes. I uh, underthrow some guys. It just you point to one thing and there's three other things that could be the problem. So,
1: yeah, I think at this point, it's not about his teammates and the fans calling him Matt too much. <laughs> I think it's yeah. more, I think it's more that he's not he Matt. He just walks, and, and into, the, walks to into the
0: locker room and Dan Campbell's like, <laughs> you're really disappointed me today, Matt. Like you really,
1: <laughs> you're not yourself. I don't think, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just that Jared Goff is not as good. Eh, probably. All right, well, over under two wins for the Lions. Oh, I'll give them over. I'll give them over. I think they'll get there. All right, so they f- they start to figure it out then. Yeah, they'll get there. Maybe against, maybe against
0: the Bears. <laughs> I hate to say that you're right, but you're probably <laughs> right.
1: Speaking of Bears, I hate what do we Robles. got, a new segment?
2: The Bears. The Bears. The Bulls. The Bulls.
0: The Bulls. Bear or Bull? All right. We'll start off with this new segment, Bear or Bull. The bear segment in no relation to the team. This is the the player that I most am looking to trade away at this moment. I kind of split it up because the receiving options are due to jump down in value. For the Denver Broncos, Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy returning soon. And this is about as high of a note you can get for both of these players. Cortland Sutton getting, you know, 140 some odd yards, two big games in a row. And especially if he, if he produces, he continues to produce right this like this. Even if he continues to produce like this, get his value, go get, you know, buy low, get Mike Williams and maybe a little plus, you know. That offense isn't going to stay down all season. They're going to find their way back. Cortland Sutton isn't guaranteed to produce like this, and even like I said, even if it does, you've gotten value for him. Go see if you can get um, Joe you, Mixon. Oh heck, if you can get a, a top tier running back, <laughs> sure. If if, if Cortland Sutton just kind of ha- a happy nice piece, go get Darren Waller, like we talked about. Noah Fant putting up a huge, yeah. you know, a few weeks in a row now. He's getting volume. Go throw him out there. Go talk to the. The that Darren Waller that Darren Waller is a great call. For sure. Just tight ends are hard to find. And then maybe they're just they're wanting that production. If you can sell Noah Fant being that production that they're hoping Waller was, then absolutely try for it. Yeah, I like it. So like Dustin said, the Bayer
1: segment is kind of the stocks that we think are going to be much lower going forward than they are right now. So we are trying to get rid of these guys just like you would a being bearish on a stock. My bear is Antonio Gibson. I don't think that you can get fair value for him right now for what you drafted him at Not right now, but it, it's, I've tried. Yeah, it's worth a shot just to see and then kind of gauge it week in and week out. If he looks healthy and has a good day, I still don't think you trust it. I think you sell when you can but more so than Gibson yeah. because this one has nothing to do with injury is Zach Moss. 100% of his value right now of his perceived value has come from finding the end zone. Uh he he's Sounds a lot like James Conner. Yeah, exactly. He's yet to go over 61 yards rushing. And I thought mm. my perception of him was, "Oh, well, he's gotten some passing work," which has been a surprise, but it's really that it's not the case. He has eight catches on the year. So I don't know right. why I thought that, but I feel like I'm not the only one who thinks he's been more involved than he really has.
0: You're just a silly dude. You know, I get it.
1: <laughs> he's on pace for under a 1,000 total yards. He is currently around RB30. So if you can sell him for a 25 or 24, maybe even a top 20 running back if you pair somebody with him, if you have a Ruggs or a Mooney, and you can pair that with Zach Moss and go get a top twenty to twenty four guy, I think that's worth a shot.
0: You know, if you've got if you've got Zach Moss and you've got Cortland Sutton, go and try to see if you can trade. Like you said, Joe Mixon's not a bad guy to go target. Heck, Austin Eckler might be a good back to target. Um, that was so, gonna be rough to do. For sure, but after a down game, look, I, it's not you never likely. Know. But maybe, maybe the owner's panicking. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah,
1: let's James talk, Robinson, let's... I think is is somebody that if you can pair a package for,
0: he's not Ooh, going I anywhere. He's just that good. He's been getting a lot lately. He's been getting a lot. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd move James Robinson. Who is? No, Someone, no, that's what I... I'm
1: saying. Go get him if you can. Go get him.
0: Oh yeah,
1: uh, if you can, if you can, sure. if you can package Moss and a receiver for James Robinson. Go do it. Maybe somebody's trying yeah. to, you know, they think they're selling high on James Robinson when really
0: it's not. You know, someone I'd really like to trade for is Dalvin Cook. If I could just trade for Dalvin Cook too, I'd go do that. It's really hard to trade for Dalvin Cook, but when you
1: can find an owner that's willing to do that, it can result in you getting a four championship, as we have seen. Thank you, Dustin, for Dalvin Cook going into the home stretch of last season, and thank you for the ne- the additional ring who is your
0: bull who are you trading for well i'd like to, to trade for some happiness um that would be nice um, <laughs> i cannot sell you any of that <laughs> i'm keeping that for myself but at the moment i a target that i've been considering and i'm kind of growing on is calvin ridley he hasn't produced so far but he's a guy especially in ppr leagues um but even in, in you know half point to standard leagues i think he's going to produce more um this this team coming off a of bye week you know, get themselves together. If you can, you know, maybe the team that needed him, since they had to draft him in roughly the third, maybe fourth, I doubt, but the third round, you know, they're, they're hurting right now. He hasn't produced. He's been off for essentially two weeks now. He, try to trade for him um, because he comes back and, like I said, off that bye week having two weeks to prepare for this matchup, I think he's going to be in for a nice welcome-back party. So, go grab Calvin Ridley. He shouldn't cost you much. Yeah, I love that one. Um, For me, the
1: guys that I am very bullish on right now are the pass catchers for Tampa Bay, not named Antonio Brown. And this has nothing to do with thinking Antonio Brown it can't continue to be successful. He obviously will. He looks like prime Antonio Brown. But yes, he does. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are... Awesome receivers. And there's going to be weeks where they're down, maybe even two weeks in a row, where they're a little bit quieter because of Gronk, because of Antonio Brown. Maybe Fournette gets it done. But these guys are by lows. They're both going to finish inside the top 24. Mike Evans will be a top 15 receiver. Guys are going to be frustrated with the public the publicity that Antonio Brown's game just got and the Lack of production from Mike Evans is going to result in people buying low and pulling off some trades that they shouldn't. Be a part of that. Go get Mike Evans. Go trade Sutton and James Connor for Mike Evans. He's Ooh. going to give you. He's going to give you weeks where. I think when we looked at the numbers today, he had fourteen of his last twenty-one or twenty-two games have been double digits. That's very consistent. Sure. So. He's not he's not the boomer bust guy that people have this perception of him. I think go get Evans, go get Godwin. This is as cheap as they'll be for a while.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm I'm all for that. Um I, I do love that offense. Um nice call. I like that. I like the Cortland Sutton for for Godwin move. Oh man, let's let's talk about some bouncy things, Travis. And how'd we do, did they bounce? Um, you know what? Overall, we had a, I'll be honest with you. I had a a rough, rough go of my (laughs) not bouncing back. I picked Adam Thielen and, um, he, uh, he bounced me and the Seattle running backs shockingly had a nice game. Um, Alex Collins, I I couldn't believe that hundred plus yards. So good for him. He had 20 carries. Um the offense didn't look I guess the worst thing. It they didn't look great, but they didn't look terrible. And yeah. I, I think I think I kinda hit on Ryan Tannehill. He like I said, he had a rushing touchdown, but he only had two hundred sixteen yards and an interception. So I don't think that counts as a as a bounce back. Um so nope one for three. I'll uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. On a given week, sure.
1: How'd you do? Um, Joe Mixon My call, so the names that I threw up there, because they're well-known, successful, fantasy football players, and Matt Stafford, DJ Moore, and Joe Mixon, because that's too simple to say these guys are going to bounce back, of course they're going to bounce back. They're great players. To what extent is where the boldness comes into the call. I said all three of these guys will finish in the top five at their position on the week. Joe Mixon finishes inside the top five with 94 on the ground, 59 through the air, and a touchdown. Welcome back, Joe. Uh, I already said I think he's a top 10 running back rest of season. Matt Stafford finishes inside the top five, throwing four touchdowns and refusing to give Kyler Murray the division or the MVP race this early in the year. He's going to fight for it. And then finally, DJ Moore. This is a tough one to swallow because. He gave you 13 targets, and most weeks, if you can get a receiver, a, a number one on their team to get 13 targets, you're going to get 100 yards and probably a score. It just didn't happen for him. Unfortunate, but I would I would pick him again. I pro- I would pick him again this week. At some point, DJ Moore gets back on track. He's yeah, just peppered Sam with Donald targets. targets so. So. But, yeah, t- uh, two out of three being in the top five is uh, I th- maybe my best – uh, segment of the year as far as accuracy Way and goals combined. I'm proud
0: of you, proud of you. Probably, it's only probably downhill getting from a lot here. worse. Our <laughs> waiver wire <laughs> suggestion from last week: Daryl Williams had a nice game, twenty-two point four points, half point PPR. Um, Khalil Herbert put brought you eighteen point two points. Devonte Booker didn't absolutely kill you, brought you eight point nine, and Hi- Taylor Heineke didn't. Deliver against the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs wanted to give them every chance to win that game. Um, hopefully, better days ahead for that offense yeah, if Antonio Gibson doesn't play. Uh, I don't have a ton of hope, but we'll see. Uh, Heineke being mobile, somewhat mobile, provides a at least some upside week to week as a stream play. All right, I like it. What happened? Who got hurt? Tell me about it. Like we mentioned with that nasty calf strain. Odell Beckham. Look, I haven't looked into Odell Beckham. If he's hurt, he probably is just looking like he's been playing. Um, Donovan Peoples Jones might be someone to look into. We've already talked about Antonio Gibson and Latavius Murray. Dak, he'll be fine after their bye week. Nothing to worry about there. Um, But that's a nice segue into our waiver wire. Um, You've already brought up JD McKissick. He's probably owned, like you said. But check, are you are you interested in any of these Cleveland running backs at this point? I mean, Demetric Felton and and uh, Johnson. If yeah,
1: I think Johnson is going to be uh, kind of in the Booker level, same tier for me. I think if you're in a pinch, and yeah. especially if you were a Cleveland running back owner, and You've got your other guys on bye week, or maybe they're also banged up, whether it's CMC, Saquon. Um, I think it's worth a, a waiver. I wouldn't blow fat like a huge amount of fab on them, but I would put a waiver claim in for them, maybe a, a 10% at this point in the year. Like The longer we go in the year, the less valuable these dollars are going to get because you're just not going to see that many players as you come down the home stretch of the season where you're going to say, all right, I need to spend... Sixty or seventy percent of my budget on those guys.
0: Um, you know, I kind of disagree with that a little bit. I I think you'd like to hang on to it. The the Fab. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I I thought you were saying that you shouldn't spend uh, money on these guys. I mean, Dearness Johnson. We don't know if Chubb's coming back anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I think ten to
1: fifteen percent is probably. Yeah, you're right. That may not. That may not win that waiver.
0: I'm I'm honestly I'm probably going closer to 30%. Okay. I'm probably going 30 35. I mean, honestly, So you believe point, in Johnson we're, we're I believe that in the opportunity in that offense. Honestly, uh, especially in a PPR league, I'm really interested in, in Demetric Belton. I, I, this might be just I, I've been on him since college. He looked electric. I compared him a lot to like a Alvin Kamara uh coming out. He's just electric all over the field. He's an athlete. So I would not be shocked to see him take over that backfield for at least a week. So maybe Dearness Johnson gets more of the work, but keep an eye on Demetric Belton, running back in college plays the wide receiver role as well. And in check your league because Demetric Belton in some leagues is wide receiver and running back eligible. So um, just something to keep an eye on. But yeah, uh, Dearness Johnson looking like the more traditional um, plug and play guy in that role. Yeah, I I'd, I'd spend more on him than than Felton, but yeah, I, I would be willing to go, I mean, at this point in the season, you you never know, you know, who's who else is out there. You can't predict the injuries, but right now this is one of the, the more premier running offenses in the league. Yeah, uh, 30%, I'd feel comfortable
1: at this point. What's your feeling on Chubb? And then I have one more question on running back replacements, but do you think Chubb gets placed on IR at some point for the
0: next three weeks? Um... If, if they don't feel like they can get him healthy here and they feel like him trying to force him back is going to be a detriment, I could see it going either way because this season was supposed to be that season for the Browns. You know, this playoff push, this is going to be our year. Heck, they were my Super Bowl dark horse. And seeing their yeah. engine of their offense go down and the way that Baker's kind of beat up right now, oof, I would not be shocked to see them try to force him back which is why you kind of need to invest in these, these backup running backs because if Chubb is not playing at 100% and they do kind of yep. deem like, okay, we need to shut him down, Dearness Johnson is going to be a guy that you are going to want to have on your roster because just the opportunity alone, like you said about a Devontae Booker-, Booker kind of level replacement, 15, 16 touches, we've talked about that in the offseason, what they'd like to give their, their starting running back. So, yeah, that kind of workload – for any running back. I feel like I would feel good with in this offense. Okay.
1: My final question, because I said, I think JD McKissick is going to be incredibly valuable with my gut feeling about Antonio Gibson and his leg and what that's really going to look like, uh, as the season goes on, what level of running back are you willing to give up for JD McKissick? If you are the Gibson owner, this is a dirty, dirty
0: move. (laughs) This is a dirty move. I'm not. I no no no. This uh, has nothing
1: to do with our home league. I'm I'm holding on to JD McKissick yes. because I think his value will be that high. But if you were another league, I'm not in right, it. We're not talking right, about right. this so, about the home league for
0: JD McKissick. I mean, first of all, check your waivers. Jarrett Patterson may be out there. I still think he's going to see a good amount of work. Um, but I see this as being a split. I don't see either of these guys being like a starter. Like I none of them. They're not going to be able to plug this guy in. This happened when J.D. McKissick filled in for Antonio Gibson last year. He filled in and he wasn't this electric, you know, workload guy. He could not withstand the the rushing load. He they they kept deferring to Peyton Barber. So I I think it's going to be a a split. McKissick will fill in in his normal role in the receiving, but it's just going to be a less efficient offense. J.D. McKissick. You'll you'll see the receiving work. Okay. You might see three or four more carries, so he'll get you know maybe eight or nine carries a game. But it, it's just it, it kind of relegates each guy to a flex running back, three or four maybe. But unfortunately, I in a PPR, if you have P, jd McKissick in a PPR, yes, absolutely, he's a running back too. Um, but in a standard league, no, he's he, unfortunately he's just going to be a a flex guy. So that's a. Um, as far as who okay. I would give up for him, um, Zach Moss, you know, this possibly someone I'd be willing to give up dating McKissick should be seeing more valuable targets.
1: I feel like you would, I feel like that's something you could pull off. That's a, that's a good name because he's on our sell list. He's a, he's a bear for me. You're wanting to move a guy based on his four or five touchdowns for a guy who's going to have a much more involved role if the injury goes like I'm I'm thinking it's going to go. Do you think like I think as far as Gibson's
0: leg or do you think that they're just being a little cautious with it? I want to I want to see the results. I want to see the MRI because um, it was the knee. Um, I don't know much about what what the injury was. So I want to see some more information come out. If it does end up being a couple weeks, I think that honestly could be the best thing for Gibson because gives that shin some time to heal, you know, gives, gives that knee, of course, time to, time to heal. Maybe that's just what he needs to get back on track. It can't get, I'd say a whole lot worse um, for Gibson. The, I, what I don't want to see is him be brought out uh, again and then just be hobbled the rest of the season. Cause then you're, what do you do? You can't trade him. You can hardly play him like that. That's, that's really worst-case scenario. So even if he does sit out, you know, hurts now, but it could be good later. Yeah, I'm with you. If you've made it this far, we've got some potential changes to the format coming up. Uh, make sure to follow us on TikTok going forward if you're, if you're into that sort of thing. That's where you're going to see a lot of our matchups being broke down, so that way we can kind of transition into some more context-based conversation really give you some more in-depth um matchup info or fantasy info in general um and of course as always make sure you're following us on twitter at losing sucks we'll post those matchups and the tiktoks there thank you so much for listening this has been episode number 26 of the losing sucks podcast remember losing sucks don't do it